0: Hello and welcome to episode 50 of Phil's Photography Journey podcast. Happy New Year, happy new 2021 to you. This is the first of my weekly shows from the new year. Uh, Title of this show, New Year, New Lockdown. We have entered the lockdown zone once again, so this is a national lockdown rather than one of the tiers that we have been in that have different levels of... uh, what you're allowed to do do's and don'ts I suppose and uh, lockdown number three is um I think it's similar to lockdown number two which was towards the end of last year Uh, so uh, non-essential retail closes unfortunately they stop the golf, although it's been so wet I'm not unduly disappointed by that but the numbers are just awful um and the vaccine will take a while to take hold um bit more about that a bit later but uh, you know you can't just do nothing Uh, you know the first lockdown worked because it was what it was Um, I think at the time we felt there was a few things that could have been allowed to continue so this time round certain businesses can stay open in terms of retail so I think garden centres or something Um, probably those that supply the construction industry as well Um, and elite sport can be played, which means that at least we can go in and watch something on TV, uh, cricket, football, that kind of stuff. Golf, probably when it starts in earnest. Um, You know, it's disappointing. I think this is going to continue until probably February, March time. Uh, I don't know if they've actually said uh, there was something about the date of mid-Feb, which is when the kids uh, break up for school for half term. But yeah, I think it's going to go into March. Um, the The vaccines are continuing. That, I might as well talk about that now. So what they decided to do um, in amongst all of this stuff, in amongst the numbers going through the roof, was to say that they will push out the period of time between the first dose and the second dose. Dose, can't speak. And my mum had her first dose. When was that? between Christmas and New Year, I think. Yeah. And uh, the second one's... No, it wasn't. It was in December, earlier December. Anyway, whenever it was, uh, it was about three weeks ago, and tomorrow is her second one. She's not heard to say that they're going to change that, which is good. Uh, So we plan to go and take her and have her second dose. And to be honest, if they're mucking about with it, I'd rather that she was able to continue on the schedule, and that's really how they tested this thing. Um, went through all the trials and stuff. But what they were saying is that despite what they first said, which was something like you need both doses to be fully protected, certainly up to the 95%, they're now saying, well, actually, if we've got two lots of vaccine for dose one, and dose two, we will extend the gap between those two doses, so that we can give more people dose number one, and therefore get better numbers. Now, I hope it's not just a numbers game. I'm, I'm sure it isn't. I'll, I'll give some respect to those in the know. Uh, and hopefully the effective is, the effectiveness is not marred in any way. Um, who are we, but, uh, you know, servants here, we, we need to just go along with what's being told to us because we haven't actually, generally haven't actually got the qualifications to, uh, to say otherwise. So, uh, I've got my concerns, as I say, but hopefully they're unfounded. And um, if this means that bigger numbers can be vaccinated and we can actually start to see some benefit because, you know, not only are the new cases kind of breaking records every day, the the death numbers are high. And they put out a stat that something like between, it was a late December date, post-Christmas and the new year, one in 50 households had an infection. So, uh you know, we don't, we don't want to be seeing those kind of things. So I hope that, um, they do know what they're doing. Not only that, I hope that they're continuing to check these things and monitor and, and so on. Uh, so that, you know, should there be a, a kind of change, um, that they're on top of it. So I'm, I'm wrestling with a bit of sound ending material here on oh, bits just at the floor. Hang on. I have no idea if it makes any measurable difference, but looks nice. So we are in lockdown three. And uh, you know, I've mentioned before about headshots, not even gonna go go near them at the moment, but doing video work and whatever else I can learning and development always happens. So I'll be majoring on that. Um, I mentioned in the last podcast last episode about family tree stuff. Bit of a recap. So when I plugged in my DNA results last year sometime, summer, autumn, ish, maybe, a cousin turned up. I had no idea who this cousin was. We messaged and she looked in her stuff and I looked in my stuff. In fact, two cousins who did know each other turned up. Um, this was progressed further because the mother of one of the cousins did her DNA, plugged it in, and it's even, an even stronger match to mine, you know, in how it, however the science of DNA works. And I won't go into the details of it in this podcast, because I kind of want to, you know, do some work on how I actually, I suppose, go public with this. But let's just say it was a a surprise in terms of the findings when we started to speak with our cousins, new cousins. Uh, So there is a family match, and we did some additional checking around accounts that we knew, um looking at photographs. uh, So you can kind of join the dots if you like on this. So some surprising and rather large family news came to light. And uh, as I say, I, I'll pick when when this comes out, because it's it means quite a lot emotionally to uh, to various people in the family. So yeah, so um, uh, video work. Uh, So I've had a few videos now. So my Croydon video, Croydon what happened uh, it's got about 1600 views since that went up a few weeks ago, it's good um, a few comments about the politics of the council on there but you know, I'm, I'm not too worried about those and I did a, another follow up, a little bit more planned uh, about local shops, that's got a reasonable number but not as big as the Croydon one and a couple of weeks ago uh, I went to play golf, it was actually when was it, it wasn't even a couple of weeks ago it was the 30th And I just took some footage uh, because it was a really nice dawn, a little bit frosty and the light was nice. Uh, I'm I'm a sucker for good light. So yeah, just took a couple of stills. In fact, it was two or three clips and a pano. And this is really before I'd started to digest the book that I mentioned about shooting video that uh, doesn't suck. And I just did a little edit. It was only 20, 30 seconds tops. And got quite quite a lot of nice feedback. Um I just posted it on Instagram and Twitter and a few others. Didn't even know if it went on Facebook actually. Uh didn't go on YouTube. Did not go on YouTube, just make it clear. Um But it, it made me think about the power of these things, of this medium. And um so I would like to do something a bit more than that, telling a bit more of a story. Uh and I'll have to see about how that goes, particularly as golf is now no longer part of, uh, daily life due to lockdown 3.0. Um, but yeah, I, I've really got this bug for videos. And, and of course, you know, th- there's some stuff that I want to do home here. I've got some homework that I'm going to do recording bits of Sue doing stuff. I want her to interview me about this family thing. That's something that I've been thinking about at the moment. And, um, I may even do something about my walk, my exercise, cause that takes in a little bit of local history and some of the stuff with family connections as well so we'll see about that there'll be plenty of time to uh to work through it so that was uh that was nice um so the other thing that i released was a a tribute video about my dad so uh this has gone on to youtube and i shared it via social media and i've had some lovely comments i have to say it was quite emotional um i'm really not an emotional guy generally uh I mean, at the time of Dad's funeral, I, I, I suppose I was surprised myself about how I held it together. So this is three years ago, nearly four years ago in March. Um, and before and after, I was yeah, I was okay, but I was an absolute wreck in the funeral itself. Um, floods of tears. So I, it, it, there are, despite what my my wife says, they are in there. My emotions do come out, and um, I wanted this tribute video to be a tribute to the great man that was my dad Ronald William Swallow uh, I also thought if it can hit an emotional mark here or there then it, it would have done its job and um yeah it did because again I broke down uh, and I don't mind admitting it on my podcast uh, it broke down when I was uh, showing Sue uh, one of the kind of drafts I changed it a little between that and putting it out as a final release Um actually on that, on that point there's always that period when you're doing a video it's like well, I could just do this and I could just do that. And funnily enough, the guy in the book, Steve Stockman in his book said, um, you know, sometimes it's a case of you never quite know when your video's finished, but you could potentially carry on and do it forever. So you do have to say at some point, obviously if it's for a client, yes, it's going to be stopped um, uh, because you've got to deliver it. But, you know, if it's your own stuff, personal projects, then you may look upon it slightly differently and it's your little baby and you want to carry on adding bits to it. But it's all about keeping the thing tight keeping it full of footage that you want to use and throw away stuff that's that's not working and be bold you know cut 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 it's called a cutting process for a reason so yeah so that was um i was quite pleased that got as i say got some good comments on social media um and also it is something that i'm going to do as part of my business i've got references to it on my website but you know This is for a family member who's passed, but there could be other reasons. There could be a a new baby growing up and you just want to chart their first year, for example. Oh, I've got granddaughter who's in the middle of her first year, two thirds through. And... um, so, yeah, it, it could be that, uh, you know, there's there's a number of different things that you want to celebrate in that medium. And the, the great thing is that it's kind of lockdown safe, uh, or pandemic safe, really. Uh, I don't need to sit down and meet with anybody to put one of these videos together. It's about having a conversation, working out the framework, uh, agreeing the content. And they would supply me with the content electronically. And then I'll do the editing work. We liaise a few times, some to-ing and to and fro in and reviewing uh, and eventually have the, um, the finished product. So that's something I will be working on. And had some interest and some confirmation of that as a as a sensible idea already, just from what I've put out. So I'm pleased with that. But yes, I'm I'm fired up for video work. So uh, got a busy day tomorrow. Uh, dentists, because my teeth tend to always need something doing. But you have to just wait forever for an appointment nowadays. I think it was October I went before. So yeah, gotta go again uh and then mum's second vaccine so we had a bit of a snowfall here today that was then followed by rain and of course now the sun's out meaning clear sky meaning possibly freezing over tonight so that could be hilarious not um but we'll we'll touch that and deal with that when we can i think the other thing which i did touch on a couple of shows ago is the uh the US election and political situation which I've found fascinating um it's worrying in a way how I think people have been sucked into the madness um Donald Trump as as for a guy that I will say is a very good marketer he's also very dangerous uh, I think he, he you know he, he grabs hold of conspiracy theories and then sheds them out amongst others and they start believing them um but you've got to really you know understand things you can't muck about with things like a constitution of a of a country that stood a test of a lot of time. Um, so this is now uh, Wednesday the 6th of January and today, and this should be a ceremonial thing that the Vice President opens the envelopes from the Electoral College and reads out the numbers and they get plotted and confirmation is made to the Senate. I think that um, Joe Biden's going to be the 46th President of the United States. But there's all sorts of noise. Trump's just put in huge pressure, uh, unbelievable really, uh, to Pence to almost say this is on your shoulders. You can turn it around. You can say it was fraudulent election. Um, and I, mean, I don't know how many times Trump wants to lose the election. He's lost recounts, uh, 62 court cases. He's now lost the Senate. He's lost probably the plot many times. Um, but So it's been good to see in terms of car crash. Um, I'm my... My viewpoint is, I just feel that the Americans should be a stable and respected nation. And I think they've got a chance to get that back with Joe Biden in charge. So um, the sooner the noise, and it is noise, disruptive noise, goes with um, President Donald J. Trump. uh, And he goes wherever he goes afterwards. I think there's a chance for the US to heal. But it's got to happen very quickly because we're in the middle of a global pandemic. I think that's been very badly managed by the current regime, almost because it doesn't suit his personal agenda. Like, if anything doesn't suit his personal agenda, it doesn't get airtime. Um, but yeah, they've got to be working on on that as a <clears throat> as a priority, and then just start to heal some of the division, divisions that are out there. So, I'd uh, be interested to hear what um, <clears throat> what thoughts you may have on that. So there we are. Um, not too much in the diary over the next few days, say, apart from what I've already mentioned, um, but I will be working on some of the kind of homework aspects of what I've got to do from the this marvellous book that I I uh, read. And um, also one of the jobs that we were going to, well, originally going to try and do towards the end of last year, um, I think I'm going to make contact with the client there because I think it's still an intended thing to do. Um, Hopefully it might end up being done in nicer weather, but it'll involve some outside filming. So I will make tu- make a contact with them, make touch with them, make touch. What's the word? Touch base, make contact, whatever. I'm going to call them or message them and say, you know, how are you doing? Should we have a get together, get on a call, you know, a Zoom and just talk through concept and start to build. Because, you know, one of the many great learnings from that book was the the need to plan to have your shot list, to have your script, to have your flow, um, do all of that work up front which again can be completely done and dusted without the need for any form of face-face to contact so we can do a lot of groundwork I suppose it's almost virtual storyboarding you know but we can probably even do that do a bit of sketching get some ideas done so I'm gonna I'm gonna take the lead on that with a client uh, hopefully everything's still going well with the product and um, we could be in a good place to to get it out there and market it so um, so there we go anyway so. Uh, We're on uh, 16 minutes and it's been a, a, just a, a nice little catch up chat. Um, I'll be signing off now. I want you to please make sure that you take very good care of yourself. yourselves. Uh, thanks for listening and supporting the show. It really is appreciated. And uh, I'll speak to you all again next week.